This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected Book of the Month, Five Elements of Faith. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. I can't see how money going to come to me. I can't see how the healing's going to come. I'm out of medicine when I'm going to do. All this stuff, and you trying to figure out with your brain. I'm here to tell you, you will never, never be able to come up with a way how God's going to do something. Because God will do something in a way you have never thought of. You have never dreamed. You could never have come up with this kind of scenario. Hallelujah. That the entire army would run because they heard a noise. Welcome to the Live Your Faith broadcast. I'm Keith Butler. Praise God. Our broadcast is about Romans 1.16, which reads, The Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. And then it's also about Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. We'll help you learn how to live by faith. And also, praise God, we'll help you to understand the Word. And that's what this program is about. We're going to go right into it right now. And you'll learn and you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Whenever there is a scarcity of something, this now I'm going to give you a little economic lesson. Econ 101. Okay. Whenever there is a scarcity of something, the price goes up. And anytime when there is an abundance of something, the price goes down. So if you're talking about housing, amen, if there's a scarcity of housing, the housing that is up for sale is going to be what? It's going to cost a whole lot more than normal. But if there's abundance of houses available all over the place, then guess what? The price of housing is what? Or any commodity, uh, and that's true of any commodity. This is basic economics one-on-one that I can teach a seven-year-old. Okay? So you need to get your head out of the sand. If there's a scarcity of high prices of anything, is because there is a lack of it. The next question is why is there the lack, but, but it's because there's a lack of it, all right? All right, let's continue here. So man, even, I mean, everything, whatever there is is super expensive because there's very little left. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, they cried a woman unto him saying, help my Lord, O king. He said, if the Lord do not help you, then I can't do it. How can I help you? That's essentially what he's saying. Again, because I got almost two chapters to get through. But, I mean, how can I do it? I mean, if the Lord doesn't, doesn't help you, God, amen. And this woman said in, in verse 28, and the king said unto her, well, what, what aileth thee? What's your problem? She answered, 
This woman said unto me, give me your son that we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow. Now, one, this will tell you just how severe this, this uh, just how severe this besieging was. That, and, and something else, and again, I'm taking some time, but when you learn the Bible, you understand, you may read one chapter and the next chapter, and we read it, we kind of think this is what happened the next day or the same day. If it don't tell you it's the next day, and if it don't tell you that, you know, it's within a week, you could be looking at the very next chapter, and it could be weeks, months, or even years if it doesn't tell you. Okay? For a city to get to that situation took some time. But they're now in a situation now where you have people contemplating cannibalism. You have people contemplating eating their own children. Now, keep a, keep a marker here in Proverbs chapter, uh, and turn to Proverbs chapter 8, keep, keep kings. But in Proverbs chapter 8, chapter 6, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 6, We'll take a look at verse 16 because I want you to see something that, that God says about this issue. Give me three praise the Lord, somebody. In Proverbs chapter 6, notice verse 16. These six things that the Lord hate. Now, when you read that the Lord hates something, Honey, you better put a star around that. You better highlight. I don't care what you do. You better underline that in red. You better whatever to make sure you don't be part of the six. All right? Say, so six things that the Lord hate. Ye seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Here's the one I'm going to spin. I'm not because I'm teaching on this today. But hands that shed innocent blood. See, a child is innocent. And God says, I hate when innocent blood is shed. That's what abortion is. Amen. Abortion is shedding the blood of an innocent. Do you understand? And it will get you in trouble with God eventually, right? So we get back to 2 Kings. So <laughs> the woman said, now give me your son. We will eat him today, which means we're going to kill him. And we're going to eat him. And, and, and we will eat my son tomorrow. Verse 29. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, all right, so give me your son so we can eat him. And she hid her son. <laughs> so I ate yours, but you ain't eating mine. Now, just to differentiate from you, I don't care how bad it is, but to differentiate from you, 1 Kings 17 would be Elijah, because what we're about to read now is Elisha. But Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 17, and there was a famine there too. And God sent, uh, God sent Elijah to a woman down there. He said, I, I've uh, called her to provide for you. And when Elijah came up to her, and he said, now I want you to, to, to bring me a cup of water and some, some morsel to eat. And she said, man of God, we have our last meal. Okay, amen. So me and my son are going to eat our last meal and then we're going to die. She never contemplated eating her son. 
She said, well, me and my son are going to die together, but I ain't going to kill my son and eat him. So this would tell you also then how far away these people have fallen away from the things that God had told them because what opened the door to them in the first place for this to happen was because their leadership, we'll read in a minute, their leadership was evil. Now, there's a big difference in biblical times and now. Because in biblical times with Israel, for example, the scripture said that the king made Israel to sin. People didn't have the opportunity to vote. They couldn't change their leadership. Okay. Unlike us, we can vote for leadership. But back then, you couldn't do it. So, so whoever was the king, if you had a righteous king, the scripture said the blessing of the Lord would come. If you had an evil king, then the curse would come. And the people would suffer. Amen? Praise God. Because God, God judges people as individuals families, locations, localities, cities, states, nations. All of them have potential judgment, good or bad. Remember with judgment, judgment is not bad necessarily. Judgment means a decision is made of something that's good or evil. You can go to a court with a judge and a judge can just like say you are guilty and go to prison. The same judge can declare that you are innocent and that they give you money. See, so judgment depends on what was done by the people in front of the court. Amen? Now this, and I'm going to show you why, in a minute, this door got open under them that they got besieged by the army of Syria because of the evil leadership they had. All right. I got a couple people saying teach bishops, so... I'm going to teach. Amen. I'm called to that office too. I stand in three of them, but glory to God. All right. So she's upset. She said, King, and then you know what she's saying. She's saying, look, King, you go, you make sure they grab this woman and let eat her son. This is not fair, right? Keep reading. So it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes and he passed by on walking on the wall, of course, of the council. The people looking and they saw he was, he was dressed in sackcloth. And he said, God sold and more also to me if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. Elisha is who? He's the prophet of God. And Elisha is a little different than Elijah. Elijah was clearly heavily anointed, right? Heavily anointed. But he had, he had a servant with him named Elisha who was also called to be a prophet, but what he was first known as, as someone who poured water on the hands of Elijah. The first thing noted about Elisha was that he was a helps minister, that he was helping the man of God, not about his own ministry. See, and that was the first thing noted about him. Hallelujah. Then he asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And Elisha said, now if you still here, and if you see me, now, um, uh, Elisha did not get a double portion of Elijah's spirit, meaning Elijah's attitude, 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bible told us that Elisha did twice the miracles of Elijah, which means what? That he was doubly anointed with the Holy Ghost. Okay, so you got a double anointed dude, a <laughs> prophet of God now, right? And so what the king says, he said, let God do to me today if I don't kill that prophet. What's he doing? He's blaming their situation on the man of God or on God. Why did God let this happen? Why didn't he have that prophet stand up and, I mean, Elijah even declared there's going to be rain. And it rained, Elijah, not even Elisha, who's doubly anointed. Elijah said, there ain't going to be rain for three years till I say so. Saying, Elisha, double man. So he's thinking, man, Elisha could have prevented this situation. And he didn't present this situation. So let me kill him. Right? He said, I'm going to kill him today. It's his fault. How many people blame God? My mama died, this happened, such and such, some my wife died, husband died, somebody else. They blame everybody but God. But themselves, rather. And they blame God. Come on, somebody. Or they'll blame the teacher. And let me tell you something. Amen. God's word's true. If you call yourself working the word and it didn't work, because you didn't completely work it. You might have done some of it, but you didn't do all of it. And it may have been because you have lack of knowledge. Anyway, so he says in verse 30, 32. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him. The king sent a man from before him. Amen. But ere the messenger came to him, and he said to the elders, See how this son of a murderer has sent to take away my head. Now, see, Elisha knew. He knew in advance that the king had said this, because the Lord showed it to him. And that the Lord was going to send a messenger. That messenger was going to find Elisha. And then what was left of their army was going to try and come and take him. And Elisha goes, where's that son of a murderer? And he's talking about that the current king, the current king's father, praise God. Because the current king is uh, Jehoram, is the king of Israel. His daddy was Ahab and his mama was Jezebel. Oh, now you get it. <laughs> Amen. Elijah said, that, this boy is the son of a murderer. Talking about Ahab, who did just that. Hallelujah. Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door. Don't let him come inside. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down with him. And he said, behold, this evil is of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any, further, any longer? In other words, he's speaking for the king saying, the Lord's the reason why we are in this situation and we don't have to wait no longer. Keep reading chapter 7. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. You should underline that. Anytime you see that, it says the word of the Lord. You want to see what it says. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, which is 24 hours, okay, 24 hours from now, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. A shekel? Israel still has shekels. A shekel is only like three cents. Amen. We went from talking about, <laughs> amen, silver 
to a shekel, 24 hours from now, there's going to be a radical economic change that is going to happen. In 24 hours, that which was so expensive and people dying from hunger and anything that was left, it took every dime you had to do something till now it's going to change and everything going to be plentiful and the cost going to be almost nothing. 24 hours. That's what the word of the Lord was. Let's keep reading here. Amen. Now, we're not talking about a, a horse's head or the, or the dung of, of a bird. He said, a shekel, two measures of barley for a shekel. It's going to happen in the gate, right there at the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned. That's an important. That's important because what it just told you was, it just told you that the king had an advisor. You know, presidents and kings and prime ministers have advisors. And it told you that this is the principal advisor to the king. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. The king of Syria. Ben Adad. And he, he, he answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He says, he says, yeah, right. 24 hours, this whole thing going to change. He said, man, if God had super windows in the sky, it ain't going to happen. He didn't believe. He had lots of unbelief. And then he spoke against the prophet of God. Now, I'm going to tell you, you need to keep your mouth off of prophets of God. You really do. Uh, amen. And you, you need to keep your mouth off men of God, but particularly prophets of God. I mean, 30 years ago, 31 years ago, we had a prophet of God. I ain't going to tell you details about it. We had a prophet of God here, real prophet. We had a prophet of God here. And some folks spoke to him in a very irreverent way. And the word of the Lord came unto him. One of you going to die. Other was going to be dispersed. Another was going to stay. It happened just like he prophesied. Person died. Other one got dispersed. The other one's still here today as I said. Keep your mouth shut. You don't know what you're talking about. Especially on people. God calls an anoints. See, so, so he's going to do this. Amen. And so know what the prophet says. Look, you shall see this happen with your own eyes, but you are not going to get to partake of it. And there were four leprous men. Now, <laughs> I, I guess you understand that someone that had leprosy, especially in biblical times, is not an individual that has a lot of favor. And in fact, someone who has leprosy is not considered to be in high society. Indeed, someone who has leprosy is considered to be an individual that is an outcast cursed by God. Are you listening to me? We don't even want to be around. So I want you to understand who this is. Now you heard the prophecy here. So you got four leprous men at the entering end of the gate and they said one to another, we sit where, where uh, we, why sit we here until this, we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in that city. We shall die there. If we, if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, take us a prisoner, we shall live. If they kill us, we're going to be dead anyways. They rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. 
And when they would come to the uttermost parts of the camp of Syria, behold, nobody was there. For the Lord, oh, underland. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said to each other, the king of Israel have hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. So they got up and they ran away and left their tents, left their horses, left their donkeys, left the camp which every way it was and fled for their life. Now I want you to see this. So God's going to Eventually, what's happening, what's going to happen is that the people of Israel are going to get delivered, right? God's going to use the most unlikely people. He's going to use people they don't want nothing to do with. He's going to use people they discriminate against for something that's no fault of their own, in fact. Amen. And then God's going to do something else. The methodology God's going to use to clear out the Syrians is that God's just going to use a sound. He's just going to use a noise. Are you listening to me? You see, every situation is different. And how God will fix a problem is different. And he can use a leprous man. He can use our noise. Stop trying to see how is God going to fix this problem. I can't see how money going to come to me. I can't see how the healing is going to come. I'm out of medicine when I'm going to do. All this stuff and you trying to figure out with your brain. I'm here to tell you, you will never, never be able to come up with a way how God's going to do something. Because God will do something in a way you have never thought of. You have never dreamed. You could never have come up with this kind of scenario. Hallelujah. That an entire army would run because they heard a noise. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 8. And when these lepers came into the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one of the temple and did eat and drink. They ain't been able to do that for the longest. You know they're all skinny and bones, right? We said we about to die anyway, right? So, so if we go over there and kill us so well, we're going to be dead in a couple of days anyhow, right? And they go in there, man, them boys going to gorge themselves. I mean, oh, they throwing food in their ass so much. <laughs> right? They going to eat and drink, and then they going to carry silver and gold. By the way, look at these fine clothes here. Ooh, this, this suit is bad. Let me take this suit. Go ahead. And they're going to take them some raiment. And then, then they went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried this also and went and hid it. They didn't share it with nobody. Then they said to another, you know, we're not doing right. This day is a day of good tidings. And we have held our peace. We didn't tell nobody. You know, if we keep doing this till morning, something bad will come upon us. That's right. They were entirely selfish. And selfishness can get you killed. Amen. 
So now, let's go tell the king. Let's go tell him. So they came and called into the port of the city. That's the gatekeeper of the city. And he told him, saying, we came to the camp of the Syrians. Look, nobody was there. Not even a voice of man was there. But there were horses tied, donkeys tied, and the tents are filled with stuff. He called them porters. They told it to the king. The king got up in the middle of the night. He says to his serpents, now I will show you how what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we be hungry. Therefore, they've gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the bushes. So when, so when we come out of the city, we open the doors to the encircled city. When we come out the city, they can catch us alive and get into the city, kill everybody. In other words, the king didn't believe the prophet either. So the king then ascribed this must be a trick. And one of his servants answered. See, sometimes you may think you got all the answers and God may even use a child to teach you. Praise God. I want you to know God loves you very much and he wants you into his family. You say, well, how do I come into the family of God? Very simple. Just pray a simple prayer. Romans 10, 9. It says, if you will acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the highest authority of all and believe that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture said, you shall be saved, delivered. And just pray the simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I do believe. That's right. Repeat it with me. I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He carried my sins on the cross, was put in the grave. I believe he's alive now. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Savior. And that's all you need to do. And you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected Book of the Month, Five Elements of Faith. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Save the date for the Word of Faith Convention. Join us in Southfield, Michigan, August 9th through the 11th with Reverend Paul Brady, Apostle Michael Freeman, Reverend Kenneth Copeland, a Sunday service with Reverend Hank Kuhneman, and our host, Bishop Keith Butler. Hi, I'm Keith Butler. I want to tell you about something very important to your life, Pistis Bible School. We have a Bible school in Russian, in English, and in French, praise God, and, and Bible classes that will help you and teach you what Jesus said in Matthew 28. He said not only for us to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, but he said, teach them to observe. That word observe means to guard from loss or injury. In other words, we'll train you how to walk in God's way, how to defend against the enemy and know your rights in Christ. You need Pistis Bible School or our Bible classes and you'll be blessed if you do. In the name of Jesus. Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God, teach them to observe a God from lost, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, 
fight, the good fight of faith. This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.